Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I just want to consider a scripture. It may take me to two or three other scriptures. I believe there's something there for us. Genesis chapter 28. Genesis 28, I will read from verse 10 to verse 15. I'll read from 10 to 22. I'll read very quickly. Now, Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Aaron. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and his top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. In you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you, and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and put oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city has been lost previously. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. What's the lesson? First, I want you to go back to 2741. Put it there, please, for me. 2741. It's a month of God's covenant possibilities. No impossibilities with God. No impossibilities with God. No impossibilities with God. 
No impossibilities with God. I was thinking of what to title this. Then I came up with one by the Spirit of God. He turns things around. So there are some turning around going to take place here today. In the name of Jesus. If you are that person, let me hear a big shout of hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God in the highest. So that it's not just mere rituals. Then that means that you are going to come back with a testimony. In the name of Jesus. If you so believe it, shout another hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, look at verse 41 of 27. So, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessings with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning of my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother, Jacob. Praise the Lord. So that's the setting. That's just to give you a context of what was happening. You know the story from Sunday school, from children's church. The story was such that two were born. And before they were born, there was contest in the womb. So don't be offended if there's always a contest around your life. There will always be. And then the Bible said that one was struggling with the other. And the woman would say, God, what is this? He said, because there will be a struggle. He said, but let me tell you up, up front. The younger one will be the leader. Wow. He does what he wants, how he wants it, when he wants it, with who he wants it. He is the sovereign God. And you know what? He has a special plan for your life. See, he might have chosen that for that, but he has chosen you for something. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That's the truth. He has chosen you for something. Amazing God. So, Jacob had betrayed his brother. He had deceived his brother. He was very, very treacherous. He was a trickster. He was a con man. He was a one chance. He was a four-one-nine. Jacob would do anything just to get there. Glory be to God in the highest. And so he had done it towards his brother. And so much that, so that he deceived his father. Ha, just to get there. Glory be to God in the highest. Then the truth now came back to the, the brother. He said, wow. So this guy has tricked me. And from all indication, he is the leader. Even my father has blessed him. You remember he went back to his father. He begged. The Bible said he sought the blessing with tears. But it was irreversible. Can I quickly say this to you in the name of Jesus? Are you ready for this? The blessing with which God has blessed you for your assignment in your life is totally irreversible. In the name of Jesus. It's not up to the witches or wizards. It is sealed in the blood of Jesus. It is absolutely irreversible. Now, Pastor, why are you saying this? He tricked? No, 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 no. But he got the seal of God. And besides, when you go in to see in Romans chapter 9, you discover that mm -mm, that was God, what God has chosen to do beforehand. The Bible said that, what? Shall we say that it's impartiality with God? No. He does what he wants, how he wants it, when he wants it. He's sovereign God. Who will tell him you are wrong? How do you know he was wrong? So, there's every reason for Esau to feel the way he felt. 
And so he will go after this guy. And he thought the only thing to do, kill him. Hmm. Now, let me quickly say something about that. Vengeance is my, I will repay. When you allow anger to burn to the place where you begin to do things to revenge or to take vengeance, you have taken it out of the hand of God. The truth then is that you are fighting your fight carnally. And you know the conclusion? It's always disastrous. You can imagine if he had succeeded, he would have killed. I would have become another Cain on earth. But God saved him from doing that. You know, a lot of times there are many things that you would have done that God will tell you, you can't do that. And in your anger, you want to do, but God will just make sure that you don't succeed. And then thereafter, you say, oh my God, I give him praise. What if I had succeeded? Hallelujah. So whatever you will do in anger, may God not let you succeed in Jesus' name. Whatever I will do in anger, may God frustrate me in the name of Jesus. Because see, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's why there's always a caveat to every offense. You say, what is it? You are the one being offended, but you are the one that God is giving a caveat. What is it? Forgive. Otherwise, you do what you don't know you could do. Forgive. Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. And so, that was what now instigated the escape of um, Jacob, supported by mommy. So, he escaped and he was running for his life. He was running in terror. He was afraid that <laughs> Saul, being a hunter, I mean, a man of the field, how far can you run? Where can you hide in the field? So he knew that he was tough. So he was praying, asking God for grace and for, for help. And he was running. He ran and ran until it was dark. Now he was tired and it was dark. So he had to stop. But he made sure that he went as far as he could. Where he thought, this guy. Have you ever seen anybody running in terror? They will beat any record. Don't stand in the path of a man who is running from death they will break records. That was the situation of Jacob. He was running for his dear life. And in those days, not like now, I mean the kill. So that was where he was. So he got to a place where he was exhausted. Though he was praying, now his physical strength had waned. His tricks, gone. His strategies, zero. He was now God unto your hand. He was so tired. Sat down. Man, pulled a stone and slept. Do you know that no matter how strong you are, no matter how intelligent you are, no matter how much of a strategist you are, when you sleep, you, are, you sleep. No matter how fortified you have done, you put your environment, when you are asleep, you are in the hand of God. I was reading a story about China in those days, the China Wars, the, a very big wall and a massive gate, uh, you know, security. And uh, the men were trained, everybody was there. But the enemy still penetrated. They said the strength of your security is equal to the character of your men. So no matter how much you fortify yourself, when you sleep, you have. It is left to God 
to keep you. We have situations in Nigeria where it's the same people who are keeping, who are guarding the man that will shoot him to death. So when you sleep, you sleep. At that time, you have no choice. As far as the, the singular action of sleeping says, God, into your hand I commit my soul. I don't know who is so troubled today that you think that God cannot solve your problem. If God keeps you for all the number of days you have slept and woken up, He can solve your problem today. In the name of Jesus. God can solve your problem, madam. In the name of Jesus. God can solve your problem. God can solve your problem. God can solve your problem. He still holds the sovereignty. Glory be to God in the highest. And that was where I was. And no sooner than he slept, he had a dream. And the dream is the subject of our discussion today. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Let me go back to the scripture. Yes. Then he dreamed, verse 12, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and it reached, I mean, and the top reached to heaven and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the covenant-keeping God. I know you are, you are, you are, you are, you are bewildered with problems. You are belabored. I mean, you are tired. I know you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are wondering what next will happen. But listen to me. I'm the covenant-keeping God. I'm the God that kept covenant with your father and with your grandfather, and I am here for you. There's every possibility when it comes to the covenant. At that point, God continued to talk. The land on which you lie, I will give to you. And you say, no, 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 wait a minute. I'm escaping for my life. God says, wait a minute. I'm giving you this gift. Can you see how God solves our problem? But the first thing I want to say is this. You lie, I mean, you, you are there lying down, thinking of how to escape. Heavens opened over your head. The beginning of the intervention of God is open heaven. And when heaven opened, something happened, a revelation. So this man ran all the way to that place, worried, worried stiff. He slept, he woke up, a changed man. Somebody walked in here today, disturbed. You are returning with your testimony. I say in the name of Jesus, you are returning with your testimony. Pastor, you always said that. I'm saying it again. You are returning with your testimony. You are returning with your testimony. In the name of Jesus. What is that will make a man come this way and when he woke up, something has changed? Divine intervention. Glory be to God in the highest. The heavens opened. He saw a ladder and God spoke. When the heavens open, there's always a revelation. And with the revelation, there's always a change of perception. The man that came running stood up bolder, confident, and was even telling God, okay, I will do this. If you do this, I will do this. Uh-oh. And I discovered that's the pattern that God follows all through the Bible. 
I don't know about you. I was thinking something before I came. And I said, God, what will I tell them? He said, leave them alone. Can I talk to you about this? I said, yeah. The heavens opened. Amen. And when heavens opened, you will hear God. You are escaping. That's the land that I've given you. That changed everything. You are running, but that's your land. That changed everything. I may be killed, but you are the Lord. That changed everything. His approach initially was carnal, but from that moment, it was spiritual. Before then, it was an impossibility. From that moment, it was a great possibility. I feel the fire now. Before that time, I'm alone. Alone on earth. I don't know what's going to happen to me. After that time, if God be for me. Tell you anymore. Just one revelation. Only one. So I began to look at this pattern. I said, this is interesting. And so what happened after that? He said, oh my goodness. I was busy running. And I got tired and I slept here. Didn't know what would happen before I wake up. I didn't know I ran into God's house. So God is in this place and I did not know. Isn't that what happens to us most of the time? God will be there all the time. But you won't know. We'll be ready. I mean, we'll, we'll be planning our ways. We'll be scheming our own ways. But God will be there. If only we will know that God has been there all along and we say, take over. God has been here. I did not know. Then he changed the name of the flesh. He said, this is the house of God. What defines the house of God? This, I'm in God's presence right here. How? I saw him. How? I heard him. How? He, took, he, he, he reassured me of the covenant. So what followed? He took that stone, set it up as a pillar. Every revelation would provoke worship. Genuine worship. Named the place. Then now it wasn't in a hurry to run anymore. And I sat down with God. He said, Ah. I heard you. If you will be with me. No, he said I will be with you. If you will keep me. He said I will be with you. And I will bring you back. So he said if you keep me. If you be with me. And you will bring me back to this place. You will be my God. But that's, that's man for you. Can you hear him giving God condition. On how he to, how God will be. The God that has intervened, that has saved your life, that has. I don't understand. So until you bring me back before. Be... What about what he has just done? 
Anyway, but God has patience. Then he said something. He said, a tenth of everything you give me, I will give to you. So I begin to wonder, who preached tight to Jacob? Probably just observing his father. And of course, his circumstances preached it to him. If you bring me back, everything you bless me with, I will give you one tenth. He didn't say, I will give you one tenth so that you can bless me with everything. The covenant is such that you will bless me. The covenant is such that with every spiritual blessing in every place, I am blessed. And the only expectations of me in the covenant or my, my, my reaction is faith. I believe, I know that I'm a covenant child of God and you have blessed me and you will still bless me. But this is what I'm saying. For every blessing, I will give you one tent. I'm saying this to help somebody change their perspectives about finances and wealth. You don't give to God to give you. You, can, you don't have what it takes to bribe God. He has decided to bless you. And he will not stop blessing you. But what will be your reaction to his blessing? And the amazing thing is that the more you give back to him, the more he can entrust you with more. But that's not the reason he's blessing you in the first place. He's blessing because you're a child. And you are a covenant child of God, and the covenant commands blessings. He made it so. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I may not remember, but you will remind me in Jesus' name. By this time next year, there's somebody here. You see, I was in that service. And many things were said, but I heard this one. And I ran with it. And your testimony will be so, so <laughs> disturbing to the devil. Something has changed with you from now. In the name of Jesus. It's not if you heal me. No. Healing is part of the covenant. So how will you respond? It's not if you promote me. He says, you are ahead, you are not till you are above only and never beneath. So, to the extent that all these things will come to pass, is to the extent that you have come to understand it because it's been spoken to you and then you believe it and you hold on to it. That's all. So, what you do in return is your own appreciation. So, it's not what you give God that makes God gives you. No. You don't have what it takes to give God anything. Can I give you this formula? You can't do without God. Is, are you here? Because you can't replace him. But you are just one in a, in, in, in a billion options for God. Go 
God loves you. He likes you. He will never do without you. But to the extent that you know that he's God and God alone. Praise the Lord. Can't you see that there is no situation that can keep you stagnant in life? In the name of Jesus. So I've come right now to attack some stagnations in your lives in the name of Jesus. Let me say it again. I've come to, I mean, attack, confront every impediment of the devil over your life in the name of Jesus. Deliberately. In the name of Jesus. You know, when a man says, in the name of Jesus, you're saying, I'm coming through him. You get to, I just feel the fire. You get results. You get results. In the name of Jesus. And so he worshipped. And then he left. Did he return? Come on, talk to me. Did, did God make good his promises? Now, let me give you one or two other examples and I'll stop. You know, for him it was a problem, Right? For Mary, it wasn't a problem. It was just a normal day. And suddenly the angel came. He said, what do you mean? Where is the heaven opening? Oh, oh, oh. He said, I'm Gabriel. Who stands in the presence of God? So how else will heaven open? Oh, oh. And then he spoke. Because with every revelation, boop. And it was like, wow. And by the time he asked, she asked the question, he said, uh-uh. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Most High. Irema. She said, Let it be to me. Where is the worship? Look at what she was doing in the house of Elizabeth, the Magnificat. That one encounter changed her life forever. Amen forever. That one encounter changed Jacob forever. In the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, put it there, let them remember. Revelation 3, 7 and 8. You know, for Jacob, it was a problem that he caused by himself. For Mary, it was just normal life and things changed. Maybe things were not going too well. We don't know. But in Revelations, the church in Philadelphia, remember this story? Right. This thing says, he who is holy, who is true, and who has the keys of David, he who opens and no man can shut. Glory be to God in the highest. Does that sound like God of all possibilities? Does that sound like covenant possibilities? Uh-huh. And shuts and no one can, I mean, no one opens. I know your work. See, I've said before you an open door and no one can shut it. No one can shut it. Tell your neighbor, say no one can shut it. Come on, say, say, say like a minute. Say, thank God in the name of Jesus, no one can shut it. No one can shut it. <laughs> Hallelujah. For you have a little strength. You've kept my word. You have not designed my name. Indeed. Okay, fine. Praise the Lord. Now, for this church, the church in Philadelphia, first of all, we are reading the book of what? 
I can't hear you. So this was a revelation. Anytime you are hearing the revelation, it's because there's an open heaven. God wants to reveal something. God wants to convict someone of something of his nature and his character. Beyond the ordinary, beyond the general. And in this case, it was John, the apostle, that was seeing things and was writing. And of these churches, they were real churches who were in existence at the time. They were not just some uh, spiritual... No, 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 these were real. Glory be to God in the highest. I said glory be to God in the highest. And this church was seriously persecuted. Otherwise, hear what the master said. Say, your strength is small. But you see, you have kept my words. Hear what he said. He said, those who pretend to be, I'm going to bring them, they will go to. So you can understand that it was a troubled church, persecuted church. Now, look at the same setting again. Heaven had opened, and the words were coming. A revelation was coming, and this was a revelation for them. I have said before you, and what? I can hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Which no man can shut. I'm telling someone here today. I don't know what the troubles have been. I don't know what has chased you here. In the next five minutes, there will be a change. In the name of Jesus. First of all, you are too confident. Did I tell you I'm coming in my name? Why shouldn't I be confident? Why shouldn't I be confident? What if it doesn't happen? Eh? Is it my problem? The person and Jesus will solve it. Did you hear? In the name of Jesus. Let me, come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, help me. In the name of Jesus. One more time. In the name of Jesus. One more time. In the name of Jesus. One more time in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Open doors. You are not going back the way you came. Pastor is a cliche. No, it's not a cliche for us. I just showed you how, how Jacob got there and didn't wake up the same and didn't live the same. You cannot encounter his presence and go back the same. His presence makes all the difference. So can I sum it up in this one last verse, 2 Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18, put it there quickly. And whilst you are going there, let me remind you quickly of the advice that Paul gave us, or the letter of Hebrews. He said, for you to attain all that God has in stock for you, like he was talking to Jacob there, he said, looking unto Jesus. Uh-huh. See what 3.18 says, but we all would unveil face. You know what that means? Because any time Moses is read before them, it's like it's a, there's a veil. There's a sealed heaven. There's a sealed, I mean, away from the presence of God, the holiest of holies. But when it turns to Christ, the veil is what? Removed. Heaven is opened over your life as a Christian. Okay. Somebody getting what I'm saying? I say everything you want to know about yourself. The Bible says, Beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord has been transformed to the same image from glory just as by the Spirit of God. So when heavens open, 
his spirit comes down again. I jumped that because of time in Jordan. You know how John knew? He said, I was told that it is the one on whom the heavens, where the heavens opened, the spirit will fall on. And then when he came to Jordan, exactly, and before it happened, he said, now that behold, of the, behold the lamp of God. He said, because I was told, and I have seen it. The heavens has been opened by your head. The veil has been removed. The spirit has come down. The word has been spoken. The more you behold the word, the logos, the logos, then it becomes a rima. And nothing can stop you again in your life. It's a general word, but then it becomes your personal prophecy. And no devil can stop you anymore in your life. In the name of Jesus. Let's give him praise. Shall we rise up? Say, in the name of Jesus, I am totally unstoppable. Because he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I am unstoppable. I am head, I'm not here. I'm above only, never beneath. In the name of Jesus. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that made it impossible for death to hold him down dwells inside of me. I'm unstoppable. There's no limit on my life. The assignments of my life I will fulfill. In the name of Jesus. I say there's no limit on my life. The door is opened. And no devil can shut it. No man can shut it. No situation can shut it. The door is opened. Jesus said I've opened the door. Which no man can shut. Glory be to God in the highest. Stretch your hands towards me in Jesus' name. Father, in your name I have come. I dare not try otherwise. You said, go in my name. And this morning I stand before this congregation. In your name. And I declare to them that your heaven has opened over their lives. In the name of Jesus. So I command a tongue around of every affliction of the devil in the name of Jesus. I said, turn around. Turn around. Turn around. In the name of Jesus. Come back with a testimony. In Jesus' name. We give him praise. We give him praise. We give him praise. We give him praise. Now, you don't need to do like Jacob saying, if after God has said it. But if you still are in doubt, you can say if. But you see God will do it. They don't need any if anymore. Jesus has died and resurrected. Walk into your blessings. Walk into your victory. In the name of Jesus. Don't you ever pity yourself again in life. You are the blessed of the Lord. In Jesus' name. 
know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.